Hello, Namaste. I welcome you all to this 29th session of Guru Bodha. We have, before getting into our main topic, which is aloe vera, uh, Guru Rajasar, I just wanted to touch a little bit on last uh, week's topic that was Charaka's oath. In that, uh, you know, Charaka's oath and Hippocratic oath and, uh, you know, comparison and which is good and all, all the controversies surrounding that we discussed in the last class. But just to read the initial few words of Charaka's oath, this is uh, this is targeted towards an Ayurveda student who is getting initiated into the Ayurveda studies. And of course, it is a, a very contemporary meaning. It is very valid in, in those times and age. And we, we cannot make this current students to follow all these things. But just to pick up a few points here, uh, Master Charaka says, in front of a sacred sacrificial fire, in any auspicious beginnings, the fire ritual is done. It's called as Homa. It's a Hindu, ancient Hindu ritual. And in the presence of Brahmanas, that is learned people and physicians, the preceptor should give the below mentioned instruction to his disciples. So it is like student initiation program and in, in that, very harsh rules are laid down for Ayurveda students. One should be following uh, strict celibacy of Brahmacharya, maintain moustache and beard, always speak the truth, reject meat, uh, take such food and regimen in abundance which are conducive to one's intellect and mental health, and refrain from jealous and envious uh, qualities and should not carry any weapons with you. If you just go through all of these, it clearly indicates that the ancient masters were whoever is getting initiated into the study of Ayurveda, highly expected to follow certain rules and regulations. And it takes a lot of effort and kind of a lifelong dedication to learn Ayurveda, sir. So it's a very mean intention of behind such oath is that we need to track down our mind, our fickle mind to be on stable side. So for that purpose, before starting any of these things, see this track ahead of you is a very, very tougher one. And you should be much, much stronger in your mentality as well as in mind. Then only you could be able to achieve the success. So that's why there are certain rules and regulations that have been laid down. And this is just like uh, some regulatory part of the things and which is very much essential. You cannot simply go and simply learn whatever the way you like it. No, there should be some prerequisite conditions. You should be fit enough to be taught Ayurveda. If you these type of uh, in front of the sacred fire or something like that. See, something nowadays also when we go to court and we'll say that uh, we'll keep our hand on uh, Gita and they say that whatever I said, I say only truth. So such type of commitment means you are making a student to come in a line and maintain some discipline so that the discipline can be uh, properly handled by the student, the upcoming student and the, the prospective student and he will be definitely handling those things in a very legitimate manner. Otherwise, simply they can uh, go with that. Uh, anybody can learn Ayurveda. Anybody can do anything. No, it, it is not like that. 
there are some prerequisites that you should follow these regimens then your mind will be very much concentrated and uh, you know very much oriented towards learning and whatever you learn in that ayurveda that will remain in your brain for a longer duration so that is the reason of all these things and making a once the commitment and um, preparing one mentality or mindset for a person to who and who initiates an ayurveda um, course the ayurveda education so it is better it should be incorporated and it should be made something like yuganurupi whatever it is said in that which is suitable today the same has to be incorporated as it is otherwise we need to add or just some brushing and polishing of those words and the commitments to be made according to the present situation if it is done definitely it is going to help and there were like two important points that i observed most of these things are told specifically to improve the focus and concentration of students so that they can focus on nothing else but ayurveda only so in in that i you know observing celibacy or maintaining brahmacharya uh, we know that you know it improves the focus and concentration and in that also they have acharya uh, charaka mentions to reject meat and to take up vegetarian food probably the uh, simplicity in food and in lifestyle and rejecting meat would also improve mental focus a little bit for students sir see rejecting a meat why it has been said that most of the meat preparations of course very rarely people eat meat without cooking it otherwise most time it is been cooked and whenever they cook it it is either made it form of a, a pungent material with mixing up with masalas oils and all those things so that is definitely going to initiate some sort of pitta problems in the body and these things not only based on the quality of the meat it also instigate your uh, tamasa bhava or your um, it reduces the sattvika guna and it improves the rajasika guna so when rajasika guna and tamasa bhava guna is improved uh, increased in a person then he will not be concentrating on the studies and moreover these um, meat and these things are very rich are guru in nature they take much extra time and agni to digest and that time of uh, during when this the digestion is going on if it is taken then your brain will have a little bit less supply of blood which is also helpful to sleep that's why we, we when we take heavy meals then we feel sleepy that is the reason because certain portion of the blood which is flowing towards the brain uh, directed redirected towards the gut for the purpose of digestion so in order to overcome all these things they said avoid it you take those which are lagu easily digestible and which can be nourishing and not disturbing your sattva rajas and tamas so if your sattva is improved then automatically you can concentrate on your studies so that may be the reason why i said avoid meat thank you sir and last point in in that is master ka continues saying your looks appearance and apparel should should make you look modest and a noble person you should avoid drinking wine committing sins and having association with those committing sinful acts you should make sure that your speech is pleasant pure righteous blissful excellent truthful and useful 
and measured that is moderate meaning you, you should have good control over speech so the, the guru's role in the ancient times was just not just limited to giving medical knowledge with regards to ayurveda but also molding him to be a very helpful a sattvic and active and positively contributing person to the society moreover if if a person is sattvika is alerted or improved and rajasika and tamasika is controlled by avoiding all these sinful deeds and uh, wine and all those things which we call as buddhim lumpati abhava tad madhyam so which is madira or madhya is the one which causes the lumpana of the buddhi means it will be destabilizing the buddhi of a person buddhi is responsible for analysis understanding learning so when such things is disturbed by this material so such type of material has to be avoided so that is the reason acharya has said this to be avoided if you avoid all these things then your learning will be pure and moreover he says how your vaani should be how you have to present yourself how you have to talk to your th- this is only to prepare a student how to counsel your patient later on how to talk to your patient later on because patient approaches a doctor in pain and with all problems then how you should be consoling and how you should be caring and how you should be uh, nourishing to them while speaking so that is the reason they make them or mold them in the very beginning that you should be like this you should be like this so it, it becomes in a practice from the beginning when we learning then automatically it becomes an habitual thing and it becomes a practice so continued and the people will definitely will follow that and they will be a very good counselor later on and at least at certain times many times the patients say that sir just i came to you and talk to you and i am feeling now happy and my pain has reduced just because the way we give counseling as well as console them regarding their problem and how it will going to end up when such assurances are been taken then automatically they will feel good so that's the reason how a doctor should talk to a patient so that will be molded and uh, redirected and or something like that they have been groomed from the very beginning so that for that purpose uh, this has been mentioned in the oath itself when the same students grow up to become doctors untimely smile or untimely anger outburst in front of patient that can ruin the doctor patient relationship isn't it? i mean we should be very calm very focused in front of our clients and we should be eager and listening having empathy towards patient's condition and so all these things uh, like uh, what you call samachittate is so very important for an ayurveda doctor definitely the balance of mind is very important and whenever you observe particularly patients suffering from infertility in case of a male or male erectile dysfunction and such type of conditions so when he is unable to tell the things so it is so happened is i'll just tell you one one of my story in my patient case one of patient came to me saying that sir last month my friend has come to you and i am also having same problem sir then how come i come to know that who is your friend who came to me then i asked see be quiet nothing to worry whatever the words or language you are wish you can use it you tell me your problems then once again he repeated and he quoted his friend's name this a person he came to you and you have treated him and he is feeling good and same problem is for me then once again i said see you don't hesitate whatever the language you are comfortable use it and tell me your problem so in such a situation 
they will be comfortable to tell their problems in the language which is somewhat comfortable to them otherwise a person comes to you and says that that i am having a erectile dysfunction problem or something like that i am not having a satisfactory erection and such type of things then you laugh at him then he will lose his confidence and he never come back to you so that is the reason when a patient is explaining their problem or something like that then you should have a calmness of mind to listen to them you should have a listening ear and that is very very important and when you do this automatically the person will develop a confidence in you and he will reveal all the secrets and uh, many part of the history which may be useful for you to treat later on so that is the reason we should be very very compassionate towards the patient while listening to them and their problems and we need to drag out the information from their mouth by acting in a very leading role in that and convincing them or consoling them and uh, you just giving an some sort of assurance that i am there to treat you i am there to solve your problem you just come out what's your problem let me let me listen to you so all these will definitely will help and this type of uh, mentality and this type of uh, presentation or uh, the way we talk to them is very very important and that can be molded or groomed in a student from the very beginning if we make them to learn these things then definitely they will become a very good uh, ayurveda physicians later on with your narration i remember one more patient instance that you had shared with us back in 2001 or 2 a patient came to you and told that doctor sir whenever i go to drink water water spills over so i am not able to uh, drink so you asked him many times and he kept on repeating but he was a young person not having any uh, you know parkinson's or anything can you please uh, narrate that so he was actually he was in his 50s and he had a second marriage and uh, he came to me and he was uh, having suffering from actually uh, premature ejaculation and male erectile dysfunction but he was unable to tell those things to me and he was telling that you can understand doctor whenever i would like to drink water water spills before i drink and then i thought um, this may be because of some neurological problem and he may be having the vibrations in his hand or he is unable to hold the utensil or cup or a glass of water maybe that's the reason he is spilling i checked his all um, hands and i made him to just stretch his finger close his eyes and i was observing for any vibrations there was nothing like that then i asked once again i could not find any vibrations sir and i mean even i given my pen to him and who asked him to hold it and i asked him to write everything was then normal then i said where is the problem i i could not understand then he once again said doctor sir you may be not uh, understanding my problem you just uh, understand my problem uh, i am uh, whenever i feel like drinking water before i drink water water spills from me and then once again i was same but then i said see don't hesitate in front of doctors and lawyers you should be very open and you convey your problems if you convey your problems in a right sense then we are held there to help you otherwise it will be very difficult for us to understand then still after these words also he was telling the same thing then i suddenly got a clue and i i asked him are you having any problem in your sexual life are you comparing this one is an analogy in sexual life then he said yes doctor now you catch my point so this is what happened in those time yeah i mean we should be like sometimes better than uh, uh, you know better than sleuths and detectives to uh, find out the hidden meanings of the uh, 
a bad smile or a wrong time smile can can ruin the in a patient's confidence in us and uh, I, I mean before doing a post graduation i was working in a psychiatric nursing home there we used to get obsessive compulsive disorder people who have this stealing tendency they cannot contain themselves or restrict themselves from stealing they have to steal otherwise they'll feel very uncomfortable and unsettling and there, there were cases of uh, uh, exhibition and exhibitionism uh, is a kind of a sexual perversion where a person becomes naked in front of other people suddenly uh, out of the blue. For, for us the doctors these are all cases, these are all problems, real problems that the patient is having and we should be very sensitive in dealing them, we should not be judging them because they're coming to us not to get judged by us. They're coming to us to get solace, get, comf uh, you know, get, get uh, solutions. See, definitely. See, many a times it so happens. Uh, I have seen uh, even uh, many of our uh, doctors, even after the, all these things, they say that are you uh, all grouped together and sat for the midday um, meal or something like that. Then if somebody talks about some uh, fishies or some uh, stool or vomiting or something like that, or it has happened with that patient like this today, then they will feel that, hey, what is this? Why you are telling all this at the time of eating? And so many things. So we should not have such type of all nonsense things. See, all these mala, mutra, everything will be inside our body and with that only we will be moving everywhere. And whatever we eat today, it will become a part of mala and mutra tomorrow. So we should not feel any bad for that. That's what somewhere I read and a joke was also there that in front of a laboratory, they are mentioned, it may be a stools and urine for you, but for us it is a bread and butter. Uh, so we should be very clear in that terms. So we should not have a hesitation or something like that regarding these type of things. So when we don't have such uh, apprehensions, definitely we will handle the patients in a very quiet uh, manner and we can convince them and console them. And giving uh, very confidently what we speak to the patient is one of the important uh, factor which supports their uh, mentality and they will become more open and they will convey with their problems in a, in a quiet manner. So that's the reason. Yeah, Pradipaji has raised uh, her hand. Can you please go ahead, Pradipaji? Namaste Dr. Janadana, Namaste Dr. Gururaja. Very quickly, I um, usually when I have male clients, I also, and sometimes if they come with hair loss problems, etc., I, I start with saying, you know, I'm going to ask some questions. If you're not comfortable answering them, you know, you can let me know. So that setting that pretext, I think that context will usually help. And I ask questions on their reproductive or their sexual health, etc. So I have this case and because we're talking about, you know, how we have to react to how much extent we are going to counsel and all right. So I have this new client who comes to me. He's he's 35 and he he was leading a very not so healthy lifestyle, but suddenly in 2020, end of 2020, he got sick with down with COVID. And then he was, he was in lockdown and he said he invested uh, at least eight hours listening to Sadhguru and other uh, monks and speeches. And he suddenly felt like he has to go to this sannyasi phase and he wants to try Brahmacharya now. And he feels like he wasted 10 years of his life you know, uh, masturbating or having sexual relationship with um, some of his girlfriends. He's still single, he's not married and all, but he's asking, how do I achieve a path of brahmacharya? But his main concern is that he's actually having involuntary ejaculation in the night because he's suppressing them during the day. So that's like stopping the Vegas. 
but how do i how do i go about counseling like what would you do would you because that's he's he's doing something against his bodily will but you know i think listening to some of these um online speeches where they're not really trained to do something he has to go through this path of meditation and all but i don't know if i'm the right person to help him go to brahmacharya at this young age how would you approach a case like this we need to understand what is his uh, thinking about the brahmacharya the brahmacharya has been mentioned in a different tones and different meanings in the ayurveda also and as a general practice brahmacharya people feel that it is totally celibacy and not involving in sexual thing or masturbation or something like that not thinking about these thing going in a very divine path that is also one thing there is another uh, meaning and definition is that brahmacharya brahmacharya means it is the charya the karma which is caused uh, created by the the world creator brahma brahma's creation is nothing but production so it is nothing but a systematized or a controlled production of next generation or the progeny is brahmacharya that is also one definition it is there so in this space of 35 years if he is going on to go for it it is not a bad idea or it's not even the good idea also it nothing to worry because age doesn't matter here we have many monks and uh, those uh, in india in various muts and all those things they have been brought on this line at they are very young at 8 years 10 years or 15 years then only they'll go for the diksha and they'll turn out to be on the divine path so if somebody after going through this also goes for the divine path you want to go for it nothing harm in it because he has already seen something like grahastha ashrama without entering the grahastha ashrama so now he wants to go for the vanaprastha ashrama and later to the next next stages so he can go for it for that purpose he need to visit one who is capable of counseling and we need to take the proper history and we need to fix there whether he has any responsibilities in life that can that he has to compulsion in meeting it or not so if once we understand all these things then we can guide him in a very natural way that really if you want to go for that or just you want to test it see that path is irreversible path once you go in that path you cannot turn away to come back i have tried with um, sanyasa ashrama for 5 to 10 years now i want back so that should not be the right way of doing it so it should be convinced that this is a irreversible path if you stretch in that line and you go in that line then it is very difficult to come back there are people who have come back from that type of phase also but people lose their respect if they do that type of things so that should be very very cautious approach and ask him whether you are you really in uh, really you are feeling that you want to go for in that direction or not or simply you want to just try it so all these uh, questionnaires and uh, taking a conversation with him then definitely it will help to come to a conclusion whether he should be allowed or we should be guided in that line or he should be uh, asked to restrain for some time for, from that but still for his uh, mind calmness and he don't want to go for the uh, sexual thinking or masturbation and all those things which may be very right for his age but if we don't want to go for that then he needs to listen to the musics he should listen to the sadgurus and such type of uh, people's uh, deliberations and if he uh, continuously engage himself in this type of thing definitely that type of thoughts can be controlled okay thank you so his 
one of his uh, like a pathological question is how can I stop this involuntary ejaculation? He has like these uh, wet dreams in the middle of the his sleep, so he just gets up to a wet bed, um, and because that's because he's not hey, he's not naturally. Let, let, let me tell you one thing: how a woman experiences a menstruation every month. Similarly, a male in his reproductive age group definitely experiences this type of night or nocturnal ejaculations and which is considered to be as normal it cannot be because he has some apprehensions and some understanding regarding this masturbation as well as his ejaculation that's why he at the end of the day when it is so happened he is feeling negative feelings so there is no need to go take the negative feeling try to control it and definitely such type of things won't come directly these are due to the outcome of what he has seen in the day entire active day activities where he has seen some something like provoking something type of that uh, things and he has a um, uh, thought process has been generated in his brain and that will come as a dream or something like that in the night then he'll have an actinal ejaculation so that will emission so that is very very common and in the age group of a male of a reproductive age group and uh, such type of things are very very normal it cannot be considered as a pathological one oh awesome thank you so much he also read somewhere that he can is continuing to uh, drink turmeric and neem water every morning and evening so his uh, semen can dry up a little bit and he asked me if he ever decide to go back to sansari phase I haven't counseled him yet. This is a brief conversation I had with him over the weekend. And he asked me if I ever stop this, like after five months or so, can I come back to, uh, you know, uh, sansari phase and can I go back to my normal sexual life? That's what I'm telling him. He is trying to experiment the sannyasattva. That is not the right way of doing it. If you want to do sannyasattva, he has to go in that path continuously further. He should not come back. I will be married for uh, 10 days then afterwards I will give a divorce. That is nothing but uh, the same mentality what he is showing. So you convince him not to enter into that phase. It is not suitable for him. His mentality is something different. Very clearly, if something he is taking and trying to dry up as a man, that is also not good. Because it is a natural dhatu present in the body. it should be present and produced as per the age and and as per the hormonal support and many other factors it should be see if you observe that if a girl comes to you and asks that see i am fed up with this menstruation every month i want to stop this menstruation permanently and she is still 28 are you suggest her to go for that session no we won't suggest because it is not natural it is against the nature she has to pass through that and end up in menopause similarly he has to pass through his age group and end up in andropause it should not be made to dry in such sense it is not a advisable one yeah thank you sir namaste namaste people who get uh, yeah, excited about spiritual world and they start exploring this path of brahmacharya and all you know, i mean there is an analogy that holding big stone in in our hand is kind of easy for a moment but holding the stone and walking long distance is very difficult so the so brahmacharya though it looks very attractive and, uh, and people will get motivated by listening to spiritual gurus and what not 
so that is that is all good but on on a long run it becomes really difficult uh, it's not impossible but it is difficult to uh, at least uh, common human beings like us regarding brahmacharya following i, I think it is fine if, if people get you know, all excited about following brahmacharya and you know to try to continue in that path for a while and to see if they if they can hold their mind mind in the stringent path or not brahmacharya is the uh, say prerequisite or previous stage to taking sanyasa or totally giving up this material world ramakrishna paramahamsa and sri ramakrishna math uh, has a lineage of uh, uh, students and disciples and and gurus of a spirituality whoever comes there and who wants to become monk they'll not just give the monkhood like right away so they will be kept in the path of brahmacharya for 12 years so if they can hold the brahmacharya for 12 years if they can be a student many people would like to follow the spiritual path but they they are really not sure whether they can follow it or not so that's why this ramakrishna math gives them a chance to follow that path to 12 years and within 12 years if he fails or he, he feels that it is not the right way to go ahead the monk hood is not given and he can stop that and become uh, a normal human being so probably giving them some uh, you know some runway of few months to uh, few weeks to few months to help them experience the brahmacharya and whether they can really hold it or not uh, can be a path for them to self explore where they want to go in future so see definitely if anybody wants to go into the spiritual thing he should have that thing spiritual i am i am planned and i decided i will go in a spiritual way and i will become a monk whether beginning itself i have a idea i have a thought that see i will become monk for 5 years and later i will come back so if today if i go for the vasectomy whether after 5 years if i still want a child can i vasectomy can be reconstructed if such thought is there then why you want to go for a vasectomy similarly this then why you want to become monk when your planning is to come back to your uh, regular human being activities and all these things it is better avoid it i mean following the path of like self discipline with simple brahmacharya especially for the teenage i mean he is 35 and i'm just talking about the teenage people the young ones so following the path of brahmacharya and having a disciplined lifestyle will make them to you know control their sense organs make them very uh, disciplined uh, and in future they may become monks or they may take up a family life like all of us but at least in the initial years uh, you know initial building years of teenage brahmacharya is a very healthy habit to inculcate for all of us so. definitely that is a what ramakrishna mission uh, something they are doing it that's a right way of doing this there is a stringent way of life to follow and if you could able to do it for few years then automatically it becomes a habit and it becomes a nature in you and then you are stabilized and you could pass those initial tests then definitely you can run ahead with that and if you are unable to cross that then it is better to return and that may be the right way of doing thing also but in this case when a patient approaches to a doctor and asking for this sort of suggestion so just in a discourse or the discussion if we know that he has any plan of returning back then ask him to not to enter into that area itself that is not a right kind of uh, thinking and right kind of uh, approach 
a person following brahmacharya still can i mean brahmacharya means uh, restricting sexual thoughts sexual behavior of all kinds uh, physical and mental thoughts so when when one is doing that it's very natural for the person to have involuntary ejaculation here and there so as long as he is not think i mean if he really wants to follow brahmacharya but still he gets involuntary unprovoked ejaculations so that is not related to the mind so the brahmacharya is still intact there the ejaculation is happening as a normal physiological process that's it sir see natural emission or involuntary ejaculation it is happening because of the experiences or the previous thoughts and uh, pictures and information which is fed to our brain from morning to evening we are meeting so many people and we are uh, observing the opposite sex persons and listening to something or something or observing something and in the end of the day then i want to become a monk that is not the right kind of things if you have that uh, tendency to become a monk or you want to become uh, explore that path then try to avoid all these things from the very beginning so if you could able to do that then it is fine otherwise it is not a right kind of uh, mentality for you and right and everybody think in that line that i want to become a brahmachari and and i would like to that then what about this entire universe how to run the next generation that's what the population is getting low in many of the countries that's the reason we don't want to have that type of things you see brahmacharya means it is something different following the sexual activity in a disciplined manner is also brahmacharya that's why i said there are many many meanings for this brahmacharya it is not the total abstinence yes sir definitely and uh, even sri ramakrishna himself gives that uh, even a married person can still uh, have a married life still he, he can be brahmacharya in his mind i mean as long as he one is following the worldly duties with a sense of detachment it's it's, it's all fine rajini ji had raised her hand can you please go ahead with your question um hi can you hear me yes hi um namaste so my question is along the the opposite of this um i have had some uh patients who uh have a pornography addiction and they are you know other professionals they might work in the hospital all these things but then they have this uh you know tendency to whenever they get uh stressed they go towards pornography and they've asked me about if there's any kind of you know how do you how do you, i know that even amongst younger people 18 19 maybe they go for this more but um the the person that i'm thinking of right now he's uh, about 42 so in this day and age we have such access to whatever images like you said uh on the internet and how do you help somebody come out of that that might be more of a mental health question but that's that's the question so it's very difficult to convince them not to see them see our mentality is like that if our parents say that i have kept something there it is surprise don't touch it the child will always try to open it and touch it and to know that what is there inside it is the curiosity but that curiosity should be there and it will be there at the age of 20 25 30 but at the age of 42 means has already experienced the worldly sexual life and everything and everything, and still is trying to see the pornography and means it is perverted so he has gone in a different direction so he needs to be counseled on what you should watch and what you should not watch so based on that if you want really 
if he is feeling that by seeing that pornography later he feels somewhat uh, bad that i have not done something wrong i should have not would have done all these things so such type of mentality if it is there then convince him and counsel him in such a line that avoid all these things as per as possible like you just do one thing while taking a history you ask him how many times you observe this pornography or something like that in a day or in a week then you set it a target for him but if for example if a patient says that i will see you once or twice in a week then you give him a target that see if you want to avoid it you do one thing you will go for a testing first one week don't see anything and put a chart that successfully you are not seen or not observed or not done anything wrong in that direction for one week then he could able to avoid that first week and successfully completes it then you let him ask him to go for the second week also like that only with a short duration targets if it is given and those targets are achieved then automatically they will be out of that otherwise it becomes an habit is just like a playing uh, internet uh, games once he started using like pubg and something like that he'll become addicted to that so that addiction comes by repeated abhyasa repeated doing it so we need to in a short term goal maybe one day for three days or seven days ask him to avoid this and when he is successful in that then it is good counsel him in such way so like that only we can do and ultimately we can ask the person or we can make the person to come out of those uh, vicious circles thank you for the addiction uh, whether pornography or anything like you said staggered approach step by step is probably the only way in which we can possibly take them out of the habit we cannot say that you know from today you will not say it promise me they, they will go and see that same night so you know, only staggered approach and Uh, and also be, being self accepting that it, it's it's fine i failed today but tomorrow i will try it again so that kind of support if he gets from the counseling doctor it will be uh, good and, and there was a question if the porn addiction is used as a means to relieve stress then it may be worthwhile to explore other methods of stress relief yeah i mean there are multiple uh, angles to that running running for instance or any other physical activity yeah i mean whenever there is this porn addiction or any kind of addiction setting up the lifestyle you know making them to wake up say brahmi murta or uh, making them to run or taking up yoga healthy diet probably the holistic approach can be a handy tool sir definitely even serving the cow going in the morning and cleaning the cow shed and cleaning the cow and you are involving with that activity like that there are many many methods there are people they there when they are in stress they eat a lot so there are many many methods and many many modes they have taken to relieve the stress first of all don't take up the stress whatever it comes it is whether due to your wrong calibration or your wrong decisions or it may be thrown upon you by the fate so whatever it comes you face it boldly take a decision what what is right and what is not right play accordingly don't approach a problem like oh, how can i handle it how to do it so when you go in this way that automatically your strength will be halved then you will not be in a position to think properly and take a decision so it is better to avoid all those things there are multiple ways of overcoming overcoming the stress so that can be done not only just by seeing the pornography that is what their uh, development the way they are been grown up 
so what the wrong things they have done and that is they are taken care of this so is many a times people will also go for a smoking in order to overcome the stress some people will go for drinking alcohols to overcome the stress so it is in the name of stress they will be repeating it unfortunately unfortunately that is not true and it is just a triggered mechanism from the brain see i have a patient he has got lot of skin conditions so i asked him to leave all oily stuff and evening chats and all those things then after a few days he came back his only problem is that sir whenever evening i go for walking in front of the pani puri stall if i go i am unable to resist myself not to eat it i'll end up in eating it so then i said you just change the track don't go in front of the pani puri stall if you go in front of the pani puri stall you will be stimulated because of your nerve endings and previous experience which is present in your mind it will uh, stimulate you to go and have the pani puri so avoid it don't go in front of the pani puri stall in the evening that is the first way of breaking it so like that whenever a patient comes with a specific problem we have to come with a specific solution to that that is the way we can tackle it and we can we cannot have a simply straight away tailored made uh, solutions and protocols for all the conditions we need to incorporate all these type of uh, resources and all these type of uh, clues which is said in our ayurvedic text that can be made according to yugan rupi applicable to the present day situations we need to understand in such a manner and apply those things then the things will settle down slowly last point on that you know pornography addiction uh, and many types of addictions uh, probably a wrong set of friends or wrong set of people whom who are surrounding that person who are who are hanging out that person can be a problem like you said in spending time with cow or doing some kind of social work all those things kind of helps them to uh, make them see more useful to the society uh make them like believe in themselves that they can be helpful to others especially i have seen this same case i think this uh, was explained by jk rowling uh, who is the author of uh, famous novels and what not and uh, he says harry potter she says that at one point of time she was like uh, i think diverse and uh, living in uh, social security and very poor and she was almost thinking of suicide and somebody said that when you are like totally down and out try to help people who are uh, you know who are suffering in hospital or you know do the nursing job for free for a week then you will see that you you too can be helpful to other people so in that way she came out of that probably some kind of social service will also help them to make them feel more valuable and make them respect themselves a little more so definitely even another one option is that whenever they feel stressed go to your backyard or wherever possibility you just go and plant a plant so planting they definitely will increase the atmospheric oxygen and it will help you to bring up the things and you can just marketing your diary somewhere that today i planted one plant so at the end of some one year at then you will be astonished to see that you have planted already 250 plants so definitely it is a good there are many many methods of overcoming the stress that is not only the smoking or drinking or pornography is the choice there are plenty of other choices which are supportive to a person as well as to be supportive and it is conducive to society and there is a question regarding like frequency for masturbation uh for for most of the people in the us the sexual education is part of their curriculum and uh, you know most of the questions are kind of sorted 
but in india it is still a matter of taboo the sexual uh, talking about sexual things and all because you have seen many people who are there in the teens and they're in their early early 20s all through your life uh, including myself so uh, what is your advice regarding masturbation to young people see masturbation is a usually usually 99% of the males will do it in one or the other time in their lifetime definitely it will be there but usually in early 20s it becomes habit because of the improved activity or increased activity of testosterone in the body and that's the and that's the reason their mind is trying to explore this sexual life and all those things which is not experienced so they will be observing so many other things and the natural phenomena from the body is projecting for the uh, you know um, going for or observing or attracting getting attracted towards the opposite sex and all these things happen in those ages and definitely they'll they'll have uh, this thought and all those things and whenever they get an opportunity they'll go for a masturbation and as a rule there is no such frequency or five times a week is good no such things are there but in ayurveda very clearly it is said we should not indulge in masturbation because maintaining the brahmacharya till you enter into grahasthashrama is very very important because it will help to maintain your specific good quality shukra and artava so that's what the acharya has said so very good quality of jnana uh, shukra should be there for that purpose <coughs> you need to maintain this brahmacharya even uh, for to getting the particular type of offspring they have been guided what to do what not to do and how to select the season and everything has been told in ayurveda so we need to guide them in such direction and avoid all these things by repeated counselings and short term targets achieving them definitely when a short term target is achieved automatically their mind get boosted and they will improve its confidence and definitely that uh, i have not seen anything like that since last one week wow kudos previously i used to do at least 3 to 4 times in a week now this week is zero uh, fine then next week also it is zero oh i can do it oh, so that gives a confidence to a person automatically things will settle down so you need to go for that short duration and things that but in case of addictions many a times i have seen sudden withdrawal also causes some problem but sudden withdrawal gives a long lasting effect also whenever in that step by step manner if we leave it that we said it habit if you just leave it h will go and a bit remains a goes and b remains and b goes and e remains and i goes a t remains so it will remain 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 so that will not be ending anywhere and he will be uh, many times i come to my clinic also many patients uh, they want to quit uh, drinking alcohol then i suggested stop suddenly one day then he stopped it then after that uh, two months he came back then he said i stopped sir whenever you said that day only i stopped the drinking of alcohol then what you are doing now now he started with smoking so he has taken alternative then i suggested you leave this one then he came with another two months later no and is it i stopped that one also sir very good then what you have done now so i started with uh, gutka he started chewing gutka so in uh, one or the other way because this very attitude itself is that he is a fickle minded he is unable to control his mind 
is not having the strength in his sattva. So we need to improve his sattva by certain activities. So may you make him compulsorily going for temple, compulsorily going for certain things, or like that. Because when we take the history of the person, we'll come to know that background of that person. So accordingly, we can design the protocol of treatment. Yeah, I mean, uh, one of the things that I have said is that, uh, especially with the Indian teenagers, is that the guilt associated with them hurts them really uh, hard, uh, rather than the process itself. Uh, so, uh, sexual education is so important. Mind in that age group is such that, if you give sexual education also, then they'll go for the practical experimentation of that. That is also causing another problem. So, the things will settle down naturally, the things will get down. See, in India, we don't have any sexual education. Till now, as a you know, part and parcel of the curriculum, but we are still 130 crores population. So there is nothing to be taught in that direction. The things will be knowing to them naturally in the course. Hormones will guide them in the. Yes, definitely. <coughs> we were talking about teens, but Pratibhaji has come up with the problem with 20s and 40s. She, she writes. I see this trend in the West, especially in people in their 20s to 40s, that they listen to online spiritual talks and they take it to another extreme. They go completely vegan uh, by going cold turkey all the, uh, all the way from being a meat eater for years. I would, I would like to hear your thoughts on this. Uh, one such example is this 35-year-old I just shared. Uh, it, it's so scary sometimes when I hear people say that drink name every day just because they heard about it somewhere and it would uh, uh, they would they would take it without consulting uh, with a professional. Again, I mean, if if they really want to take a spiritual path, again staggered way, testing them for a few weeks to few months, and then only taking a course on that path would be ideal rather than you know stopping everything altogether at once, sir. See, it's very clear, at one point of time, I should make a mind that whether I should continue the present my life or I should turn out to be a monk. First, you take that decision, then only you can go ahead. At that time or at that age, don't be having a fluctuated mind whether, whether I will be successful as a monk. What do you mean by successful as a monk? Monk, you are becoming means you are just uh, giving uh, anything, everything from your life, and you are uh, just uh, trying to attain the moksha. You are going in that direction. Then what is there is a successful monk? Once again, you have a business mentality there that you, I should become a monk and then I should start preaching and the people should follow me and I should have fame and name. No, that is not the right way of thinking in life. That brahmacharya are getting a monkhood or going this just liberating from these worldly elements and getting attached to the heavenly bodies or getting attached to the higher levels of mental things and looking inwards. It is not looking outwards. So that is the way of uh, the things which is told in uh, Indian philosophies and Indian uh, culture that we need to follow that and even to counsel all these things without doing all these things. Don't jump that or let me test for five years or let me test for two years. I will become monk and then once again I will come back. No, I have seen people doing that also, but it is not right kind of this. Still, you have a fickle mind. One who has become controlled over this sattva and mind, he could have taken a stable decisions. So, the stable decision 
whether to stay in this present situations or continue in the situation or going in a very other way around so person one was eating non veg and all those things suddenly become vegan and all those things that doesn't much cause any problem as such if he wants to become vegan let him become vegan but only thing is he need to balance his nutrition so in earlier he used to take a nutrition from the animal sources now he is trying to take the nutrition from the vegetable sources but try to maintain the nutrition and all the necessary elements and uh, materials which is required for the maintenance of the body that has to be done uh, th there's a personal health question uh, uh, dr gururaja sir is available for consultation at easyarvada.com/gururaja i request you to make use of that can you say that addictive mind is due to lack of sattva probably yes sir yes definitely if you increase the sattva of a person automatically he will become much more clear in his thoughts and his decisions and yeah probably addiction is more related with the tamas and then related to rajas like mind is getting attracted in all all directions and it's just sticking to one negative thing and it's not not coming out of it a question uh, i think there's some something chart in that uh, mind is the root cause for everything yes definitely yes previously all the diseases when is it is there are only for certain diseases they used to say that is psychosomatic but now they are coming to know that it is everything is controlled by mind and it is totally psychosomatic all the diseases so definitely mind is a very very important one that's why we say that manas is a ubhayendriya it is both karmendriya and jnanendriya it provides information it also helps in action so definitely manas is involved see many a times it so happens when a person is in a dying death bed and he will be counseled and in such a way that and medicines are given in such a way that then he will revive totally back to his normal state at that time if we say that you are going to live you are not going to die why you are hesitating you just come up you do this one this is then automatically the person will feel the comfort zone and come to that uh, thing and he will get ready many times you have seen people they say that i think i can't live for more days so such type of thoughts that comes in their mind and they end up in a very short duration they will be no more so that's the reason our mind plays a very very important role it may make it or even it may break it so that's the reason we need to keep our mind calm especially with the you know, with the smartphone world that we live in we should be very careful in consuming the social media and other things so mindlessly scrolling and uh, letting all the garbage entering into mind without any filter is kind of a dangerous thing uh, rajaniji last point maybe for the session please yes yeah, so just um i wanted to ask what ayurvedic perspective over here in the west the modern psychotherapy often goes into the past and says what happened in your childhood what happened in your adult early adulthood then now you have this problem or now you have that problem and you know about 30 to 40% i it's very sad to say this but it's a, a very large number that we're increasing um medications for psychiatric like for psychiatric psychiatric issues even in a 22 year old i had the, there was somebody who came in with three medicines just for their mind so there's a suppression happening but then there's also going to the past sometimes it helps the patient to see that uh this happened and this is my tendency because 
my mother did this or I had some um, abuse in the history, things like that. But then from there, I find that people get stuck in that. Then they spend years thinking about their past. So what is Ayurveda's view on this and how can we better support them? Thank you so much for your time. Very clearly, whenever a person is going for the post-mortem finding of why it has happened to me, what is the reason for that? Going back into my childhood life and all those things and bringing those memories or bad memories to the present situation, trying to tag it out and then brooding on that, it is the main reason for present uh, their pathetic way of life or pathetic approach to the life. See, whatever happened in the happen that cannot be changing now. So we need to think in that direction and definitely our mind is the one which can able to control anything and everything. If suddenly if I feel that I don't want to read now, I close the book and go to sleep. And suddenly if I feel I would like to eat now, so you can go and eat. So everything is controlled by our mind. And we have a tendency that we don't own the uh, negativity or failures to our heads. We always try to put it to somebody's head. So we would like to go back to our history and childhood histories and all those things. Then ultimately said, my mother did to me like this when I was very young. So that is the problem now I am facing. So you want to put a blame on the mother and all those things. See what happened is happen. Don't worry about this. Try to think about the present. What you can do best. You can do many things. You can go to social service. You can go to helping somebody. You can go to walking, you can jog, you can listen to music, you can go in uh, increasing your sattvas in many ways, chanting something. So like that you can improve your life as well as the people around you. No need to brood on the things which has been happened in the past. Just if you are trying to remember only the past, then you will not live in the present. If you want to live in the present, you have to leave the past. That the, what the wrong thing they are going is, whenever a patient comes, it may be even sometimes a false assurances, but that should be given to to, to to certain level to the patient so that their comfort zone increases. That is the idea behind uh, counseling. We, do, we don't want to just to pinpointly find out it is not a somatic disease, it is a psychological issue then trying to find out that somebody has done something to you when you were 13, when you were 12, when you were 10 and because of that you are uh, suffering from this now. Then what can be done now for that? Nothing can be done. You cannot do anything. Then unnecessarily that memory which is uh, faded in your mind of 10 years or 12 years old is become fresh once again and it is uh, re-established. The files are reopened in your brain and it is going to harm you. So that's the way we need to convince and counsel the patient don't live in the past. Whatever happened, happened. Nothing can be done for that. Now you think of the present and future. What can be best can be done and what best can be taken out of your present life. So then automatically the things and the goals will be set in a different way. The things will be a very good one. Yeah, scratching old wounds, uh, you know, going back to the childhood and all, it, it can really cause another set of depression problems, uh, doubling what the patient is already suffering with. So with that note, uh, thank you all uh, for your active participation and interesting uh, questions. 
Uh, and thank you, Guru Sir, for guiding us uh, through these difficult topics related with spirituality, mind, discipline, and whatnot. Uh, uh, I think MRI scan was done on uh, on person who was on the deathbed, and it was noted that the person who, who are uh, on the deathbed and who are dying, the whole of their life, starting from childhood to to their this point, whether they have memory or not. They, it gets played automatically in their mind. So uh, something maybe for the future classes to uh, ponder upon. So thank you, one and all, and thank you very much, Gurajasa. Thank you, thank you all for your patient listening. Thank you, Janardhan, for the wonderful session.